the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep are Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today with a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She is going to be telling us about her masquerade ball that is <laughs> scheduled for uh, the 31st of this month. And if you don't have your tickets yet, don't be late. You can go start clicking right now. But before we in- even introduce her, you could have your ticket ball. But anyway, we're going to come over and we're going to introduce, of course, my my partner in justice, Miss Bonita Hopkins. Hello, everybody. Yes. Hello. And also the special guest, drum roll, is Miss Victoria Williams-Turner. Nice to have you on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So Victoria, uh, just to give you a little bit of Victoria's background. So Victoria has been a supporter of Love Never Fails for for some time now, for mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And I don't know if you guys jammed it up with us at the Oakland Hilton a couple mm-hmm. years ago, but she was leading an initiative called Breaking the Chains at the time. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell you about her new nonprofit that is actually yeah. being launched as part of this masquerade ball um, and and this new endeavor that she's she's entering into but but Victoria has been moving and shaking in the Bay Area for some time started off in San Francisco in the hate Ashbury hello somebody <laughs> hello uh, hello like she says she's a hippie diva yeah, and uh, she can tell you more about that in just a second. But also, just to mix it up a bit, she is actually a co-broker and owner with her husband of Serati of California. They sell commercial and real estate uh, and re- residential real estate. And she's a previous president of the East Bay chapter of Women's Council of Realtors. And and I mention that just because this is someone who has a strong foundation in business, who is now coming and using her gifts and her mm. talents to reach back into the community and to be a blessing to survivors of human trafficking and to uh, risk, to uh, at-risk youth and just youth in general that are, are are hoping and dreaming for the future. So I just want to applaud you on that and, and invite you to tell us a little bit about Mindful Pathways, which is your new nonprofit, um, oh. and, and what you're doing today with that. 
Well, mine's high, first of all. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Mindful Pathways is designed to, it's designed to provide finances for nonprofits like Love Never Fails uh, to assist them in the education and mentoring of those that have been affected by human trafficking. And we've kept it simple, we've kept it easy, because usually when we go too deep, people get confused, and we'd like to just keep it at that, as far as a nonprofit is concerned. And also, we are raising funds for college students as well. There's four different scholarships we're raising uh, funds for, but um, it's really close to our hearts, the human trafficking um, the sins of human trafficking, and we really would like to fight it as best as we can in business as, as well as trying to bring the community together in support of the efforts. Yes, yes. And your support has been so uh, amazing. Uh, I know that you guys have been praying for us, but uh, in addition to that, um, yeah. you've lent your hands, your feet. I remember when you did the Breaking the Chains gala for us a yeah. couple years ago, uh, yeah. you had um, a headache, your feet were hurting, your back was out, <laughs> everything was not working right afterwards. And I thought, she ain't doing that for me again. <laughs> <laughs> said she's done with me and here you are here you are you came back you are close to my heart i really my husband and i both want to support your efforts in moving forward in this field Uh, we're so affected by it and in so many different ways the community needs to be more aware of the human trafficking industry so many of us go about in business and we make our money but we're looking for places to lay a couple of thousand dollars and why not put it in an area of fighting against human trafficking. It's really important to bring this out into the public eye. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we, you know, we had on our show last week, um, a, uh, a young lady who has just moved from Australia to, uh, San Francisco, and she's hoping to launch a program, uh, that will provide housing for, um, CSEC, uh, commercially sexually exploited children, um, at at the age of 16 through 21. So that's transitional age youth. And she has a very unique model that she wants to implement. And the thing that she needs very much so is is a house. Mm -hmm. She needs a place Mm -hmm. to do that. And so, you know, the fact that you work in this field of, you know, real estate and you have this heart really opens up a lot of possibilities, you know, becoming aware of 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 houses that are not being utilized or that are, um, you know, people who, you know, have excess property that wouldn't mind someone living there for a certain period of time and it's. To, yeah. to launch their programs and things like that. So, you know, I'm I'm just really excited about all the possibilities uh, that, you know, that that present themselves when business people such as yourself come forth and lend your hands and your mind and your feet to this to this yeah. work. So yeah. time to tap into those dollars. Yeah. Time to tap into it. Yeah. 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 So, so, so tell me, you know, you, you, you did the, you did the, the ball, uh, breaking the chains gala, um, uh, a couple years back. What did you learn from that process and what have you now pulled into this awesome uh, masquerade ball that you've got organized? I'm, I'm looking at the headliners. You've, you're, you're, you've got top shelf classics as the band. You've got inspired dance ensemble. You're going to be honoring, uh, uh, Oakland City Council member Lynette 
McElhaney. You're going to be honoring uh, Alameda County Supervisor uh, Nate Miley and many others. And, and so just tell me a little bit about what you learned from before and how that you're bringing that forward. Well, what we learned from before, we absorbed tears from before at the gala. Uh, that was done several years ago. And when I say we absorbed tears, I heard so many stories of people that fly, whose lives have been touched by human trafficking. And it touched us so much that, honestly, my migraine left my head. The only thing that was filled, and there was a lot of love for the field, and really we need to work harder to raise more money for you guys. And that's what I was touched with and left with. Um and besides wearing a pair of flats, but the field is so open for, it needs attention. It yeah. needs attention from the business community. Yes. And it's something that people stand off from. And, and we knew that the next event that we gave, which is now the ball, we needed to bring more of the business and political entities together to bring more awareness of this field. Right. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. And we need people to talk about it and recognize that it's happening down the street. Next right. door. Right. And so that's why we wanted to honor people that were fighting in the struggle and, and doing things within their community. They were mavericks in the field. And that's why we're honoring these people for participating in the struggle of human trafficking. Yes. So we, what we learned is that we need to do more. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, it starts with, with knowledge, right? With awareness. Yeah. Um, you know, oftentimes I, I, I recall, when I became aware, you know, it was very, it was kind of a different indoctrination because, of course, I knew that there was prostitution going yeah. on in our community. And I had my, I had in my mind that people that were involved in prostitution were wanted to be there, that they had chosen that as, as, as a career of some sorts. This was, you know, six years ago. Um, and, you know, probably abused and that's why they chose it. But I had less empathy, I guess you could say. And I had much less awareness of all of the coercive uh, yes. tactics that are being used to uh, influence and entice and even yeah. even uh, force people mm -hmm. into exploitation. And and yeah. whether it's it's sex trafficking or labor trafficking, mm -hmm. it, you know, the, these these exploitative tactics are in play. And now that I know I'm convinced. Convinced, you know, even though that even though there are people that will swear that they want to be there, I'm convinced that somewhere along the line, uh, someone had been tricked, um, abused, and <laughs> yeah. and and that is not something they would choose if given another alternative. And so, right. I think it starts there, just becoming aware, right? Yes, having those conversations. Yes, yeah, that's, right. that's absolutely correct. So when we come back, I want to talk to you from as a businesswoman. What are some of the things that we uh, we can do to start, you know, take the conversation plast. It's happening into what you can do about it. So mm -hmm. so we're going to come back. We're going to hear some more with from Victoria. And we really thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with Victoria Williams-Turner, uh, co-owner and broker of Sorati uh, Real Estate Agency. I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing it now. That's okay. Okay. Um, 
Cerati of California. Um, yes. And um, and she is also the leader of uh, a new nonprofit, Mindful Pathways, that is launching a or that is hosting a masquerade ball on New Year's Eve at the Oakland Hilton. And uh, Love Never Fails is one of the beneficiaries. And we are so grateful for that um, with a focus on eradicating human trafficking. Um, yes. And so just thinking a little bit about that, right, our focus, to, you know, I know you and Ronnie, your husband, Ronnie, have been so, so committed to this, this uh, charter and take us back. You know, when did that start and how did, how did that fire start up for you? Actually, it started with you. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) We went to the same church together at that time. And I used to hear your name all the time and people say, oh, you look like her. You look like her. Well, I finally found out who you were. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. my sister from a different mister. (laughs) The same mister. (laughs) I'm in love with your spirit. Oh, thank you. And then I found out you were doing Love Never Fails. And I found out some stories about some of the girls you were dealing with. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really what pulled me closer in. I just wanted to see because, honestly, uh, human trafficking had never came off my lips before. I never talked about it. It was always a problem for another city or another Mm -hmm. state. And so um, I went on a ride with you one night Mm -hmm. in Oakland, and that ride really Mm -hmm. opened my eyes to it's happening right down the street. Yeah, I remember that night. You remember that? Mm -hmm. The first time that they came with us, yeah. Yes. And and what really was so wonderful that that we did then was we also prayed for the people that were out there. Yes. Yes. Praying for them, letting them know they're not alone. And if they need help, we're right here. Right. That struck a chord within me. Yeah. And that was that was all it took. Yeah. That was it. Oh, well, well, let me just say one other thing. Seeing the supplies that you give them, something as simple as a toothbrush or or or, or hand wipes or things like that, the things that you used to give out to yep. them. Yep. Those are things that are they're so small, but it's so needed. Yes. And and for some of the girls, people don't just give them <clears throat> items that they need to survive. It's either money, sex, you know, and things. It just struck a chord within my heart. It was wonderful. Yes. No, I, I, I know it, it, it's amazing how, you know, God really, he, he gave the outline for all of that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and to see how a simple thing, like a bracelet that says you are loved, how yeah. that makes such a big difference to someone, yeah. how they let that touch of when you, when you put it on their arm, when you, when yes. you slide mm-hmm. it on their hand mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. notice you know, you notice their hand and you hold their hand mm-hmm. and you look them in the eye and you ask them their name and you tell them you are loved. Mm-hmm. That right. that by itself is so powerful. And then, yeah. you know, and then not judging them, giving them some some toiletries uh, right. if they're able to carry them mm-hmm. um, or right. even a sandwich. And, you know, I actually I was amazed. Uh, I don't know if we did that this particular night when we went out with you, but sometimes we bring out food and we even share it with the exploiters and i know some mm-hmm. people are going what you share it with the exploiters you know what we 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 want them to turn away from this yeah. as well and so if we yeah. can come and say let me show you some humanity mm-hmm. let wow. me show you some humanity let me bring you back to a time when you were more human yeah. when your heart actually broke when somebody hurt your mama 
mm-hmm. or when right. somebody beat your sister down or when somebody raped your family member. Right. And instead right. of going to that dark place that caused you to not care about anything you're doing, let me take you back to your heart. And and so, it, you know, being present, uh, you know, with you was just such a blessing. And um, and 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 so, you know, as we think as business people, one of this is one of the things I want to explore um, as we you know, as we unfold in this pres- in this uh, session is just just. Uh, you know, as we explore as business people, I've been able to uncover so many reasons. You know, many, many years I thought, why am I in this high tech business senior leader at Cisco? Why am I here? My heart is I want to be a social worker. I want to be a school teacher. That's that's mm-hmm. what I love. And and uh, and I, I never understood it until now, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. now. Because the position that I have lends itself to me talking to certain people that can move on behalf of the of the uh, those that are uh, underrepresented, those that are being abused. Um, one of the interesting pieces that is so like clear to me is I'm one of very few African American women working in my industry in IT. Oh, wow. And then and and yet in the human trafficking arena, 65 percent of those Mm. that are exploited are African-American girls. My Lord, my Lord, 65 percent. And so and then the other what I think it's like 15 to 20 percent is Hispanic uh, Latino girls. Mm. And so, you you know, you're talking about a very high uh, impact to our young women and uh, young women and young men of color. And here I am able to advocate with executives Mm -hmm. in business for the people that represent who I was. Mm -hmm. That was me. They are uh, who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, growing up in Haight-Ashbury, I think you could probably say they have a lot in common with you as well, Victoria. So, you know, how does that feel as a businesswoman to know that? And, 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 And does that propel you as you're thinking about your businesses and the things that you're orchestrating, thinking about how we connect our hearts with our, our business? Yes, it does. And, and, and actually, I've been pretty pretty saddened by some of that because our business industry is not normally um, akin to providing services or assistance to the community. It's it's dog eat dog. It's I need this dollar to go towards my home and all my bills and I want to keep the money. There's very few of us that really know the facts that take our heart to the bank and provide us with a motivation to give to a nonprofit. Yes. Part of what Ronnie and I do is we make people aware of the facts of human trafficking. And honestly, it's through providing information about Love Never Fails. Mm-hmm. It, it, we give them information like what some of the triggers are. You know, how do you how do you recognize somebody next door who has a potentially a scratch on their neck and they they look like they haven't had a meal in 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, and to know that our business can help support companies like what you have. It's just an amazing thing to move forward with. Since this masquerade ball got off the ground this time, a lot of the development community is really engaging in this field. And I'm mm. so happy about yes. it. Yes. It's a need. wonderful thing. What were you saying? That's exactly what needs to happen. Yes. It on is. all levels. It's exactly. Do you know 
they didn't know that we had the ability through Love Never Fails and, and other organizations like yours to start teaching children on how to fight against it. Right. They didn't know. Who knew? Right. Wow. Well, and I'm just going to put it out there. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we are in need of, um, you know, desperately in need of uh, is funding on the prevention organized to educate children on trafficking protect um, oh. state level initiative. It has been endorsed by um, these California Department of Education has been built with their input vetted by them. It's been mm-hmm. built with the office of the attorney general, Kamala Harris's office. And, wow. and, 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 and the, the irony of it is that we're ready to go. We've got all the modules. We've got all the video, all the curriculum. Everything is ready where it's all loaded into our learning site, which we've, um, we've contracted with Cisco systems to provide. And, um, and we've got uh, the metrics that are built, uh, protocols that are built, metrics that have been built with the Institute of Social Research and SAC State. Um, so just really uh, all the pieces. And as you know, we've been doing this for the last six years. Uh, Three Strands Global, one of our partners, seven years. And Frederick Douglass, our other partner, uh, Frederick Douglass Family Initiative, they've been doing it for, I, I want to say, 17 years mm. Um, yeah. And so between, oh, I'm sorry, they're nine years. So between the three of us, mm. we've been doing this. We've educated over 100,000 students mm. between the three oh, organizations. And all of that education has been done pro bono. Yeah, around the we, country. We, you know, and so here we are now saying it is time mm. to take it to the next level mm-hmm. and invest so that our kids can be prevented, so we can prevent our children from being trafficked and abused. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about ways that community and ways that corporations can get involved. And, and we'll be right back with another session of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We were just getting fired up here during the break. (laughs) Just thinking about, you know, I know my colleagues at work, they're a little bit annoyed with me because I just don't get off this, you know. And and but when when like Victoria, as you were saying in the break, when you have that encounter, Mm -hmm. when you look a child in the eye Mm -hmm. who's 15 110, 20 pounds, mm-hmm. cold, standing out on uh, a street corner, mm-hmm. and you and you and you think to yourself, "Well, it's only them. It's right. only somebody else's child. Mm-hmm. It's only uh, you know a child of a drug addict, mm-hmm. a child of, that of a person who didn't want them or." You rationalize it. Oh, you know, those people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start doing that, be careful. Mm-hmm. Be very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and especially if you're a believer, mm-hmm. there's just no way. Before you look up, it will be under your nose. There's no way. Yeah. You can turn. Yeah. You cannot yeah. turn. Yeah. What and is, and you, you'd think they'd be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd think they'd be safe. Even in the schools, you'd think they'd be mm-hmm. safe. When the child comes to school and they haven't had anything to eat and they're looking a little dirty, they think they're coming into a safe haven. Right. Not, where, where are they coming from? Where did they go last night? Right. 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 
Right. Why is this child not doing well in school when you know they're the most intelligent child in your class? What's wrong, baby? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things we do when we go and educate um, different community groups, and we're happy to do some education for any any of your business partners, Victoria, Mm -hmm. or anyone who might be listening, just to do an education piece, we look at the um, Healthy Kids Survey. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a state-level Healthy Kids Survey that's done, in case you guys, you know, listening audience doesn't know that. Um, It it actually gathers uh, data uh, standard data across the, the state. And it's very insightful, at least for me. It was able, I was able to learn by city, um, by school district, uh, whether fifth graders were exp- experimenting with marijuana. I was able, based on their answers, I was able to learn whether fifth graders feel like they um, are bringing any value to the to the school. It asked them, do you feel like your your gifts are of use to the school? Do you right. feel connected to any um, any teachers in the school, any any leaders in the school? Do you feel safe here? Are, have you ever been bullied? Have you ever been around somebody who has a weapon? It shows all those factors in this report. And for me, uh, when I look at some of the places where this is happening most most, you know, most commonly, um, you see a very high rate of not feeling safe, of not feeling engaged, of not feeling valuable. But you also see it in some of the other non-suspecting areas. Um, I'm reminded of a of an, a situation in Dublin. About three years ago, we had a um, a Bollywood event scheduled. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, with these lo- this lovely, it was a fundraiser. And it was going to happen at Dirty Valley High. And um, and the people who were putting it on said that we just our hearts are going out on this issue and we want to step out. And and we know this isn't happening in in our area. We don't think it's happening in our area, but we just feel like we want to help you with this. And 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 it was so ironic (laughs) because that day of the event, I got a call from a mom, a desperate mom who lived in Dublin, (laughs) whose daughter graduated from Doherty Valley High, (laughs) whose daughter was now an adult being sold in Las Vegas at that moment. And she was pleading for her daughter for Mm. me to help her retrieve her daughter. And you know what? I I think I remember something about that. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, God. Yeah. And when I got up there and spoke, I shared that and everybody's jaw dropped. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and he he did that on purpose at that specific time, because we have this false sense of security. And if we're not careful, right, it, you know, if we just keep saying, oh, it's somebody else's kids or, or it's a false okay. sense of privilege. Yeah. Of privilege. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've got to get to a point where we we say that n- not on my watch, mm-hmm. not with right. my kids, and everybody is our kids. Because this is a cross-demographic yeah. issue, you know, cross-religion, cross-culture, um, yep, socioeconomic it. status. Yes. And they don't care. No. They're just after the money. Right. You know, the, the perpetrators are, and they don't care where you come from or yeah. any of that. So. 
Yeah. One of the things that I so love about the Prevention Education Program, uh, Protect, is that we um, we teach kids about their vulnerabilities. So let's say you're a uh, two-parent family and you guys are both working in corporate America and you're never home. Well, guess what? Your child has a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? They're on social media. They're looking for attention. They're looking for love, just like all of us are. Oh, yes. And somebody is all too willing to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we're not careful and we're not having the right conversations yep. or we're not having, you know, and, 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 and then there's drugs entering mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just those going to party mechanisms. and I'm just, yeah. yeah, all of those things that yeah. make you, you know, vulnerable. So. That's the information that needs to get out. Yeah. That information, the preventative information, so that you can catch it before it happens. Parents have no idea. School administrators have no idea. Bus drivers have no idea. Yep. Food service individuals have no idea. Yep, exactly. That's the information that needs to get out. Yes, yes. And so I'm just so grateful to you that you're helping to lend your voice to helping us to get this out. And so what do you think we can do just as we as we challenge businesses that may be listening today? What are some things that you think as a business, you know, we do have to stay competitive. We do yeah. have to keep our prices down and be, be you know, and, and, and be everywhere at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a hard time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy, you know, is continuing to be a challenge. And, and, and so, so what is a business leader here in California? What, what do we do to tr- try to lend our voice to this but also stay afloat? Well, as far as I'm concerned and our business is concerned, above our tithe that we give to our church, we give an offering to a nonprofit or another company that's trying to do something within the community. Mm-hmm. So th- that's a good 20%. But something that we can do to educate other people about human trafficking is to give a lot outline of some of the indicators of human trafficking. What does that look like? How to identify it within your community? Because they have no idea like we were just talking about. Also something that the, that business owners can do if they don't have time to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. but just want to write a letter. They can write to their state and local representatives. Mm-hmm. They can do a number of things. They can write to the principal of their children's schools. Yes. And ask their schools what they're doing to prevent it. Because our children are in the school system at least five to eight hours a day. Right. So they would also be the ones to be able to see it. It's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about a phone call or a letter, an email. Yep. We have to know what the slavery footprint looks mm-hmm. like. Yes. Yes. We have to identify these things. We have to be conscious of it around ourselves, within our business, and reach out whenever it rears this ugly head. Mm-hmm. We yes. should not be afraid of this. Right. That's a good start we, that you mentioned. You know, yes. if... Everyone yes. took their slavery footprint. Yes. Their lives will be changed forever. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And those are just some simple, easy, five-second things that we can do. It doesn't take long for like people like me or you to put together a little pamphlet and just ask them to pass it out every now and then. Mm, right. Mm. That's yes. right. I just think that the school systems are a wealth of information for this and, and, and a very big resource. But also, I think we'll they have trying. to be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to be careful because the policies and procedures and protocols really do need to be in place. There's a fine line between talking about sex to a youth and, and being, being determined you're a sex predator. Right. You know, it, 
you have to really be careful about how you move forward in these subjects. That's right. That's right. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we've been really trying to support people that want to do this, um, right. but also set some parameters around it because it's not, you know, it's, there's a lot of curriculum that's out there that's mm. online that people can just go and download. But have you been equipped mm. with the trauma informed, um, uh, vis- visuals, the, yeah. you know, knowing what, you, what kind of body language is going to manifest when you're delivering it, knowing what the yeah. protocol, when I find human trafficking, what is, what, what do then I do? What do you do? Yeah. What, and when someone says they're being raped, what do you do? It's so important. And right. is, is the infrastructure available? Mm. And right. then, and then are you measuring what, kind of impact you're having to to the or you know to the to the children and to the teachers so there's a lot that that goes into that um and i just again i i thank you so much for um for you know lending your voice to this and we'll be right back with another session of abolition radio we'll be back with more abolition radio right after these messages Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today, uh, as you know, uh, with Victoria Williams-Turner, and uh, it's been awesome hearing from her. But one of the things I want to shift just a little bit um, over towards another way that uh, businesses can get involved in this fight against human trafficking and and uh, just an innovative approach that Regina's door, Regina Evans, uh, uh, set up with a group of, of uh, leaders. You know, the district attorney, Nancy O'Malley's office, and um, I, I, I believe Cease. The Cease Network. Yeah. Okay, yes, the Cease Network. And so, uh, you know, I thought it would be helpful for people to hear about this successful program that ran uh, a month or so ago and uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, and um, some of the outcomes and, and some of the, the structure that was put in place for that. Yes, well... The CEASE Network, let me start there. The CEASE Network is Cities Empowered Against Sexual Exploitation. And we are a network of organizations and various individuals who come together. And our our mandate is to bring down demand by 20% here in the Oakland Bay Area. And one of those um, activities that, like you mentioned, a couple of weeks ago was the Stop Demand event. And it... uh, was burnt out of Regina's door as a um, a project under the um, I will not participate. The youth of Regina's door community came up with that project. I will not participate, and we wanted to take that to businesses to um, give businesses the opportunity to give back to offer uh, education to their communities to offer. Um, any means that they felt necessary to help in this fight against the demand side of trafficking. So you had, um, there were over 60 businesses throughout Oakland on that first Friday night. We we did it on a first Friday um, because the arts community comes together and comes out on that night to um, drive in uh, community, the community, to drive the community into their spaces and various uh, businesses opened their doors for members of our team to go in to um, just give a 10-minute presentation on 
trafficking in Oakland and how to fight it. You had businesses like the the business that I was assigned to go to was Spice Monkey at the Howden Market. And on top, there is um, Comedy Oakland. And um, so they were one of the businesses. You had uh, Culture Collective. You had Town Biz, Omni Gallery, Impact Hub. You had Meriwether, Betty Ono Gallery, Concept 47, uh, Naming Gallery. Of course, Regina's Door was the hub for the evening. Um, You had... Kosai Arts, the Octopus Literary Salon, Chapter 510, Actual Cafe, Crosswork—so so many different um, businesses, Fusebox, Laurel Books. And what I did in uh, my, where I was assigned, I just happened to be assigned to a comedy club. So I got to witness the comedy show of during that time. And after the show, the um, the owner, Samson, there invited me up and I was able to talk about um, the fight of bringing down the demand here in the Oakland area and um, give the people there. It was a packed house, standing room only for this particular comedy show and um, gave the people the opportunity to uh, know the Human Trafficking Resource Hotline uh, to give them a little history about uh, the the plight in Oakland, so many people were um, just flabbergasted. So many people didn't know, but then there were those who did know. So many people who wanted to give. I'm I'm reminded of um, a social a person who works in social services who. Um, wants to a counselor who wants to help the ladies in our home. She's, she's like, I'm available. Please put me to work. I want to help in this fight. There was another couple who was flabbergasted and just wanted to know, first of all, they didn't believe me. So they wanted me to prove to them that these things are happening. So I I gave them the statistics and all, and they were just beside themselves and they want to help. We also, one of my colleagues, was with me on my team, Preet, and we offered um, them the opportunity to download our new um, uh, website, downloadable um, uh, application, where if they see uh, exploitation happening in Oakland on uh, a particular street or whatever, our report, John, uh, site, they can get the information and send it to that um, application, and it links right to our lieutenant there in Oakland on the police department, and she will send out, or her team will send out letters to those who are um, trying to buy sex from youth, letting them know that we know what you're doing, a scare tactic, so to speak. And but they're in a database once they're sent that letter and um, various things like that. So getting the making the community aware right there, particularly in Oakland, of the plight of youth. You know, there's enough trauma already in Oakland with the gunshots and the the killings and the this and that, but also exploiting them um, for sex or for labor 
should not be happening. So we wanted to let uh, those businesses know that that was just something very simple they could do, allowing someone to come in for 10 minutes to educate your customers. Um, and there were 60, over 60 um, businesses that night who did that. So if you are a business person, no matter the business, there are steps you can take. Maybe you are a business that sells clothing and you are a store. You can make sure that the supply chain of those products in your store are ethically sourced. Make sure there's no slavery in that supply chain of those products, whether it's the coffee you're selling for in your hospitality area or the, the chocolate that you're offering for sale, or like I said, the apparel, the cotton the, that the clothes are made of. Make sure that be a, a great consumer. We want to be great consumers. So businesses, please offer us great consumer goods so that we know our slavery footprint and are not... Um, participating, whether knowingly or unknowingly, in this plight of trafficking. So if you are a business and you want to know how to better serve in this capacity, go to our Facebook page and let us know that you are interested in learning more about this issue and how you can participate to make a difference. We will be glad to come out to um, educate your um, your employees as well as your customers on this issue. Also, to give you ways that you can participate. We have, there is a resolution in Oakland particularly, but in various counties around the Bay that um, many have signed on. Oakland Board of Supervisors um, launched it last year, almost a year ago now, that um, they, the city employees and the city in themselves will not participate in, they are a zero tolerance for trafficking. Well, don't get me started about no kids no more. You're going to have me crying. <laughs> Lord, you, know, she, you know, she's the choir director for the children. Oh, I didn't know that. I just, again, I, I thank you so much for um for you know lending your voice to this and um, mm-hmm. I know that some amazing I I, I feel that some amazing things are going to come mm-hmm. out of the ball mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. and so um, we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about events that are going on in the community and and thank you all for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. 
And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'll tell you what, we are making some big plans up in here. And I just want to thank you once again, uh, Victoria uh, Williams-Turner, who is the uh, founder of Mindful Pathways, uh, sponsor of the Masquerade Ball that is happening on December 31st at the Mm -hmm. Hilton Oakland, um, uh, Hilton in Oakland. And uh, you can buy your tickets today or sponsor your table today. Um, uh, Victoria, how can how can they do that? Uh, they can call me or <laughs> actually they can go to the website www.newyearseevemasqueradeball.com New Year's Eve Masqueradeball.com Our website is up and running. Tickets are selling. Rooms are being provided. Go on there. You can make donations there to Love Never Fails and several other entities. You just go on there and you'll find a lot of great information explaining how to move forward with this field as well. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Um, We're going to dig on into some of the other events that are going on in the community. Benita, why don't you take us through? Yes, well, you have heard about the biggest one of all, that New Year's Eve Masquerade Ball. Thank you again so much, Victoria, for all the work that you're putting forth there. And, you know, during this conversation today, we were talking about um, how businesses and uh, churches or other individuals can get to know this space and help. We, um, if you are interested in that, we have safe workshops that we will bring to your community, to your church, to your business to help you understand this topic and how you can hands on become hands on in the, um, in the fight against trafficking so much, um, is happening, and we know as the year ends, um, why not be that? Give that as a gift for your employees um, yeah. to teach them how they can put feet to action and and help with that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there are many other ways as well as you that you can help us, and the main way is to be a um, one of a million ways to help us here um, at Love Never Fails with our One of a Million campaign. And that is supporting our organization with $1 per month. And that will go a long way. You, you ask $1 per month, and not just that, $1 per month, and then tell someone else about it so that they can give $1 per month as well. And those dollars can really help us go a long way with our endeavors. And you can go to loveneverfailsus.com slash million and everything is there that you need in order to do that. And um, let's see, the double portion. Double portion is our community store where it is the holiday time. You can go and find that special gift to for a loved one, whether it's clothes or furniture or shoes or toys even, and help there. We are also looking for coats for the homeless community across the street, um, the men there, men's coats, that is, so that we can we can be community to our community there, right there in our neighborhood. And Double Portion is at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward, and we're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 6. We would love to see you. And that program particularly, that store particularly, supports our housing program. 
Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and then, of course, if you just want to stay abreast of what's going on, don't forget to like our page. It's uh, Love Never Fails, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Twitter feed at Love Never Fails 5. Uh, we are uh, obviously on the web, loveneverfailsus.com. And uh, we are looking, just in case you uh, want to find a way to uh, get involved with us, we are looking for p- volunteers all the time, mm-hmm. uh, people that can help us with events, people that can help us uh, uh, tabling, a variety of other things. So uh, if you feel led to connect with us and volunteer your time, we welcome you to join us. Mm -hmm. And we, again, thank uh, Victoria and all you business leaders that are thinking. I I hear you. I hear Mm -hmm. it. I hear it clicking in there. You're thinking, how can I apply the gift that is on my life to this important cause? I I think you're going to find a way. And it's the end of the year. What better way to give and make it, you know, even work for you? That's right. That's right. So, of course, you know, we don't want to end our show um, without taking a very, very important step and telling you that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, Thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhood we live in. You're in the- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.